three, two, one. We're rolling. All right. Josh Whippy, ladies and gentlemen. We are rolling. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? Duke LaMaster, ladies and gentlemen. Uh no, it was a rough it was a rough day yesterday. The Bills uh almost had it, man. The Bills got defeated by the Chiefs and uh there is a cloud over western New York right now. So, <sighs> Dude. Is uh, your is your like whole team your whole like most of the majority of your church bills fans yeah oh yeah like uh sunday yesterday there was probably i don't know like i I would say a good percentage was either bills jerseys or bills attire so i would say maybe like 40 or 50 percent were wearing them so yeah people were hyped yeah man dude that game was that's what i keep thinking Yeah, we got the, you got quarterback. the quarterback. I mean, that's yeah. We got the court. I mean, Josh Allen is the real deal. He he was a he was just amazing and fantastic. I think he's, I think so, he's in the top. I don't know. I mean, if you were going to start a, if you were going to, okay, if you needed a new quarterback right now and you could only pick up the active ones right now yeah. in the league, obviously Mahomes is probably going to go first. Sure. But let's be honest. Why would jo- why would Aaron Rodgers be picked before Josh Allen if you're starting a new franchise? I don't. I don't think anybody would pick Not him. I mean, maybe you you could see some potential in Joe Burrow, maybe, but I still think Josh would be number two right now. So, How old is Josh Allen? 25. Oh, dude, yeah. Yeah, he's got so much time left. He just needs to yeah, he's a that dude scrambles a lot and like hurdles people and stuff, so he's gotta be careful. He's, I mean trucks people. I mean he like will <sighs> yeah. truck them. Let me see. Yeah, the that's age. the catch twenty two, man. Because mo- most of the rushing quarterbacks, unfortunately, don't. Uh, a lot of them don't last very long. Well, not that they don't last very long, but they get injured a lot. Um, so I just hope mm-hmm. he stays healthy. Like, uh, I you think know, he's forever. got the. I think he's got the body of. Um, I gotta turn this thing down. <laughs> I feel like that happens every need, time. <laughs> I know, and I and I say I'm gonna unplug it, and then I don't whatever people could just deal with it i'm a pastor i work in the office that's just the deal um well stupid phone i wish it didn't happen because now i totally lost my train of thought but um something about his body his body type oh his body type yeah i mean he's like built like a he's built like roethlisberger i mean he's but Mm -hmm. more athletic built i mean he's just got that wide frame that big quarterback but with that like athletic ability it's just amazing to me um what he can do on and off the field. So I'm, I am going to disconnect this. Yep. <laughs> no calls for me. Sorry about that. No, it's so, all good, but yeah, but we're all, we're all struggling for in sure, morning, but we'll get through in morning. It. We're in yeah. total, total morning, dude. It was, uh, I, 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 Oh man. And I know, like, I can't totally sympathize because I'm I'm not a Bills fan, but I am a Giants fan. <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, and I was saying, I said, I think I posted it last night. I was like, that was the most exciting game of football I've seen in like many years. <laughs> like, yeah, it was man, it was um, it was unreal. It was such a good game. I'm wondering though, the fact that it was such a good game and it was so close, like that probably, I'm sure, like. I'm sure there's an aspect of that that makes it worse, right? Like it makes it hurt even more mm-hmm. because the game was so good and like literally right up to the last seconds. 
if I was watching it and I wasn't a Bills fan, I would love it. But instead, I was it was a roller coaster of emotions. So it was off. It was like jumping up and down in excitement, and then you know trying not to bite my nails. Uh, yeah, it was. You know, it's it's funny though because I was thinking on the way to work today. And I think this probably applies to everything in life. I mean, why am I looking at the negative? Like, I constantly am looking at the negative, and that drives me crazy. Uh-huh. So I want to look at the yeah. positive. So I was thinking to myself, we went 18 years without ever going to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And in the last five years, we've gone four times. And I'm like, that is awesome. And right now, I mean, like heading into next year with whatever changes the Bills make, I don't think they're going to lose many people. I think if anything, they'll they'll get better. Uh, to have them in the Super Bowl conversation every year for the next two knows five, six, seven, eight, next decade really is just like amazing. Just to have a quarterback that could put it all on his shoulders, like to have that missing piece and be in these meaningful games in January is just, a, yeah. just I love it. Yeah. So I'm I'm trying to keep a good attitude, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, and I know. You, you like, guys, uh, you know, once you lost Eli, you don't got it. Eli's gone, and you got no. Daniel Jones. It's so crazy. Wow. We 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 um yeah, like they, we haven't been to the super not the Super Bowl. We haven't been to the playoffs since 2016, and in 2016 we got destroyed <laughs> in the mm. first round. So yeah, it's been pretty sad. It's been very. I think we what it what do we win four games this season? Four or five? I can't. I think Is that it? Just, it? I think really? Four. Yeah. Do you know what your draft Bad. order is? Do you know what the I draft have, order is? I no, I don't. I don't yet. I don't yet. Uh, I, but, would, um, I would like to know. Yeah, check it out. Check it out real quick. But I mean, that was just it was it was so incredible that they that um that fourth down conversion, man. That it was like a fourth and thirteen on that <laughs> final drive. Yeah. And Can I was just like, touchdown? no way this is happening, dude. This is just so yeah. crazy. And then Oh, Mahomes is just such a beast, dude. It's it's just it's crazy. He's the new Brady. I don't think he's Brady. I think he's I don't think like, he's Brady. I think he's I think he's I think he's gonna be I think he's gonna be better. If he stays healthy, I think he's gonna but what I'm saying is he's that guy that is just always in that conversation right now, as far as like if if he if uh you know it was just it was one of those things if you were playing Brady and you were up by three points or six points, <laughs> like yeah. less than eight points or eight points or less, if, if you were, if you were up and there was 40 seconds on the clock or whatever was left mm-hmm. on the clock, you were like, okay, this is definitely right. still not like, there was no confidence that you were going to beat that team. He was just that guy. And I, and I feel like Mahomes has kind of that same thing, just that ability to, to drive down the field and, um, you know, pull stuff. Well, out of I look at well. Let, let's just do this, okay? Josh Allen was twenty-seven of th- out of thirty-seven for three hundred and twenty-nine yards and four touchdowns. Uh, Patrick Mahomes was thirty-three of forty-four, thirty-three of forty-four for three hundred and seventy-eight yards and three touchdowns. Like he had sixty-nine yards rushing. Josh had sixty-eight yards rushing. Yeah. I mean, if you look at if you look at this, I'm just saying that because when you look at the stats, it's like mm-hmm. they're so they're so similar yeah. in wh- how they do things. They're both magicians on getting out of the pocket. They're both great runners. They know how to think on their feet. They're, it's almost like a 
it's, it reminds me a lot of like Josh Allen is kind of like a Vince Young, but understands like in in he has the understanding right now he is like demonstrating he has the understanding of Pat Mahomes or he has the understanding of how to make plays happen like a Peyton Manning and stuff like that. And I think yeah. they'll both I think we will be seeing those two play in the playoffs for the next but seriously next yeah. decade. I think that's just, it's gonna be you know like the the Drew Brees and Peyton Manning and yeah, Drew Brees, Peyton. Well, really, it was Peyton. Well, for a long time there, it was Peyton versus versus Brady, like nonstop yeah. all the time. Peyton Brady, Peyton Brady, who are both Hall of Famers. And I'm like, I think we're going to see that again. Yeah, really yeah, do. yeah. You know, yeah. you'll see he's, Lamar he's Jackson. Lamar, see, mm-hmm. that's another thing that you were saying. Running quarterbacks get hurt. Well, Lamar Jackson, like, he doesn't have the frame to be able to do what Josh does. Like, that's in my opinion, that's why he gets hurt more often. But yeah, he's. I don't think. I mean, he was on the cover of Madden, and I'm like, "Are you kidding me? Like, what is it that it drives me crazy?" Because Josh Allen, he's breaking Cam Newton's records of rushing. He's breaking all kinds of records for everything. Yesterday, he he uh, he broke. We like. Let's think about this. Our first playoff game this year in the wild card, we didn't punt one time. It was the closest thing to a perfect game that ever happened, and that was Josh yeah. Allen. So, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to think positively. It's just. I mean, I can't. This, the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. I mean, look who they have to go against like, yeah. next week. Cincinnati, yeah. big deal. Um, I think they'll crush them. And then going to the Super Bowl, you either got the 49ers or the LA Rams. I think he can handle both of them. So I think we already yeah. know who the Super Bowl winner is. Yeah. That was yeah, like, I sure. think you texted me last night. This is like the Super Bowl. It really it should have been I, the best game. It should have been all year. It was the greatest game I've seen in such a long. I mean, both of those games yesterday were mm-hmm. were nail biters, but for very different reasons. Like this game was right. a nail biter because both teams were just epically there, just responding one right after the other. That the the previous game, the the Bucks game, was so like it just see it just felt so like dirty and scrappy. Mm-hmm. And uh, they just didn't have it. And then what was it like 27 unanswered points? And then just to lose, you know, at the very end like that, like that was both of those were painful, were painful losses for different reasons. I loved watching, I loved watching Tom Brady (laughs) just crumble. I can't even imagine what that's like for a, for a Bills fan. Well, I'll tell you what it's like. It's like it's like the Israelites being in bondage in Babylon, you know, and then being able to watch their captors and slave owners just crumble beneath them. It's just the best feeling in the world. It's like it's pretty much the exact same thing, right? It's well, pretty yeah, much on the same that. level. The he, same level. I mean, he beat. There's no. There is no quarterback who's beat a single team as much as he's beat the Bills. So, yeah, we were in all those years of being terrible demoralized yeah (laughs) he was he was honestly like we were just a doormat for him and uh, and go back to when they played when the bills played um tampa that was that was an amazing that was amazing that was that was like the bills almost won that and if they were if their game plan would have been and i said this yes last night too when they decided to run on stupid three three times in a row. I'm like, just let Josh Allen be Josh Allen. And yeah. as long as you do that, you you will always yeah. have a shot. But once you start to doubt or say, I'm gonna get away from that, you gotta put it's like he's like a LeBron. Like you gotta get put the ball in LeBron's hands and let him be LeBron. Because 
he knows how to, you know, get the ball out and he's the, it's just, yeah, we'll see. I want a new offensive yeah. coordinator. So we'll see. Yeah. Alex, Alex wants us to take your offensive coordinator. <laughs> oh, really? He, he wants, wants to, him, oh, please. he wants him to come to be our head coach. Oh, please take That's him. what he wants. I, honestly, anybody, anybody, anybody that you guys get is, is better than what you've had. So. No, he literally, he literally, uh, he commented on my, on my post last night and he was like, like, I, I, like, I hope we can get, uh, their offensive coordinator. And I was like, yeah, or even like their cleanup guy would be fine. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Just whatever. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but yeah, at this point, anybody would be good, but, um, he was so clutch on like those fourth down conversions yesterday. Um, just yeah, you're you're right. Like like what you're saying there about just give him the ball and just let him mm -hmm. do what he does. So other than that, what's new with you? Oh uh, well, one more question on that. I, oh, I just wanted sure. to I just wanted to see what you think, and I know this is like super fresh, but do you um what do you do you do you think that that overtime rule needs to change, or do you like it yes. the way it is? I, I mean, it. if the bill, let's be honest, if the Bills won, if the Bills won, I would have said no. <laughs> but <laughs> why they don't just do another fourth, like a, a fifth quarter, basically, of 15 minutes, mm -hmm. uh, and just whoever has the most points at the end wins is beyond me, especially for the playoffs. You don't have to do that for, you don't have to do that for anything else. But imagine if that's how a Super Bowl ended. Like, that's ridiculous. Like, I would never want that. I don't think sports yeah. fans want that. So, um yeah, yeah it makes zero sense to me why i mean they made it better like however many years ago that was when they added the field goal versus the touchdown rule and all that like that made mm -hmm. it better but it's still not it yeah, it's it, it just suck it just sucks that you go to overtime and don't even get to touch the ball like don't even get the don't even once. get the answer i mean ugh. and let's be yeah. honest if that like josh called tails if he would have called heads um, I think we yeah. would have done the same thing. Oh yeah, I think I think we were playing that way. Their safety was injured, Tyron Matthew, and yeah, I think we would have done the same thing. So, and I think I think I honestly do think Pat Mahomes believes the same thing because when they were celebrating, he <laughs> he got out of that celebration really fast and chased down to go find Josh Allen. And I'm like, I know the the respect those two guys have for each other, and I I, I love that. I think it's great. Yeah. You know, they're they're definitely gonna be a rival for ours, but I think it's more of a competitive rival than it is like like the Patriots. Like I hate the Patriots. I hate everything about them. I the <laughs> I hate them. I hate the Jets. I hate the Dolphins, but the Patriots, it's like and they wouldn't even yeah. consider I, I think now that's becoming a rivalry because we're good and we just mm -hmm. beat the snot out of them um and never punted for two games. Yeah. Uh, so, and that's never happened yeah. to, to a Bill Belichick offense. And we did it twice. So I felt good. Awesome. Yeah. The <laughs> rivalry is there. Well, it's cool that you're, that you're, that what you said earlier about staying positive and trying to, uh, focus on the good. <laughs> yeah. Trying, <laughs> trying to do it. It's tough because everybody's coming into church. Everybody's coming into the office this morning. You know, you just see it on their faces. They're just like, you know, I'm like, yep, we've all slipped into a depression here. But yeah, trying to think of all the good times. And then what I'll probably do later on today is hop online on 
play Madden and just beat the snot out of the Chiefs on my, <laughs> on my Xbox. Set it to Here rookie mode and just be bombing just, them. Just, yep. just demolish them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes me feel better. That'll help a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, man. I uh, Yeah, so, I don't know. What, what else is new with you, man? uh we had uh we had some changes here in the office we have a new administrative assistant and that's been uh interesting uh in in you know good uh just different you know that's been fun the transition there has been um it's 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 weird to get used to working with somebody you know like a a new person after uh i've been here for 13 years and we had one awesome awesome administrative assistant who had been there that whole time that I've been here and plus longer, I think 17 years total. So yeah. Um, yeah, that's going on. Let's see. we got our annual meeting coming up for our church that's going on. And oh yeah, I saw, know, I saw where you're um, going to, you're guest speaking at something. I saw some kind oh, of advertisement. Oh yeah. Okay. That's my what's little that, plug. What's I that can about tell you guys? What's that about? Yeah. Plug it. So I have a couple. Okay. So um, I've been going to youth conferences because I do youth ministry and I've been doing that for, um, you know, since I've been here. So every year we do some kind of conference. And one of the things I've been noticing out of these conferences is that number one, they're very expensive. um, And number two, they're kind of boring for, you know, a 14 year old kid Mm -hmm. to sit through somebody speaking they're long and have four speakers in a day or whatever. They're long and it's like they're just not as fun. So I had that always in the back of my head that I'd like to start a conference. But then um, it was cool because uh, Kevin Ormsby, a good friend of mine who pastors, uh, he's on staff over at Lovejoy Church in Buffalo with uh, John Bergio. Uh, him, Ben Schultz over at Family Life, and uh, John Chapel over at Ulan Gospel Church. We all got together and said, let's start our own awesome. thing, and let's not call it a conference. So we're calling it the Forever Weekend. And uh, we got a bunch of speakers. We got Alex Seidler, which some of your listeners may know him. Uh, we got Lori Crowley. Uh, she's uh, a pastor with her husband up at New Testament Christian Church in Greece, New York. She'll be speaking. And then we have... Uh, we have myself, I'll be speaking, and John uh, Lonneville over at Family Life mm. in uh, Warsaw will be doing worship. So uh, we've got that going on. But more than that, we got some awesome events planned for in-between things. Um, and the, the best thing is 45 bucks. <laughs> no, $40. I'm sorry, $40. 40 bucks. Per kid is, that's awesome. is the early, yeah, that's the early bird <laughs> price. And it's just amazing um, how it's all falling together. We're doing it right at Lovejoy Church. You know, it's right down the street from the airport. Um, it's we're so excited to be doing it because, I mean, it's um, it's going to be. We really wanted something that was going to be fun and, and impactful. Um, and the Forever Weekend, the idea is it's like one weekend that could change your life for forever. You know. Yeah. Um, and we're kind of, we want it to be that, but we want to have so much fun. So that even includes like lunch and dinner on a Thursday. Like we're going all out. Dude, we that's got, awesome. We got after party planned and we got all these competitions planned um, where we're going to, you know, basically have everybody who comes is going to be on a team and we're going to do competitions throughout and just have just 
just a ton of fun. Um, and I'm excited for that. So that's in April 14th, 15th and 16th, right before Easter. And, uh, yeah, okay. I get to, I get to preach at that and everybody, it's really cool. Cause like everybody who's coming to serve knows that we don't have any money. <laughs> so yeah, it's, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's pretty rad. It's pretty rad. So they know that they're, a lot of them are just coming for gas money or whatever. So they believe in the idea and want to make a difference in kids' lives. We're pretty stoked. That's awesome, dude. That's very cool. So the forever weekend, is there a, um, is there a theme like particularly, or is everyone just kind of coming with whatever's on their own heart, um, to share with the young people? Oh yeah. It's not a theme. Um, really just, uh, an epic weekend. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, really just Love trying it. to make an impact on, you know, and, and with the variety of speakers that we have, you know, myself, Alex and Lori, I think that it'll be kind of a fun, a fun, uh, mixture of, of things. I mean, we have some topics, but the, let's be honest, nobody ever sticks to those. <laughs> like you could tell somebody, yeah, I want to preach, you to preach on this and <laughs> they may true. mention it. Yeah. Nobody does. That's we tried true. that at camp. You know, I run a camp too, and we try that and they, the speakers never stick to what we want. Wow. Yeah. You know what? That's, that's a good, that's a good point. If someone gives me a topic, I always feel like, like I try really hard to stick to it. Maybe I should just abandon that <laughs> since everybody else does that anyway. Yeah. I don't <laughs> so know. Like, like I'm going to give you this topic. I've got about a, you know, 25% hope that you're actually going to stick to it. Talk about it for the good. first like five minutes and then pivot. <laughs> yeah. But if it's good, nobody cares to be honest. Like if it's good, yeah. Yeah. We're like, man, that's fine. That's like, yeah. It's like, hey, thanks deal. for thanks for listening to God. You know, there's not there's not much mm -hmm. that you can say at that point. You know, <laughs> mm -hmm. even if, like if you even if you get up and you're like, like, uh, you know, I know that I'm supposed to talk about this, but I just really, I just really sense the Lord is saying something different this morning. And then just go with mm -hmm. it. You know, <laughs> like what? <are> the, <laughs> yeah. What can they say? Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's funny. I had a question for you. I had yeah. a question for you. Um what how would you define this is this is totally out of left field how would you define gossip gossip um I, i've always i've always thought about gossip as like when you're you're talking about well on a very basic sense i guess talking about somebody talking about a person uh or a group of people or whatever behind their back um I think that there's an element of it where there's um, maybe some misinformation or where people are misinformed. Um, in other words, like you're, you're not necessarily talking about something that's been fact checked. Hashtag mm -hmm. woke, uh, you know, where, where you're, uh, you know, necessarily there's been confirmed sources. You're just kind of spreading information. But yeah, I think I think it's kind of like putting inserting yourself into a conversation with people at someone else's expense that uh, you have no business you know being involved in hmm. why do you ask i don't know i had uh i had <laughs> like a conversation with somebody the other day and the topic came up and i was like you know i feel like that that's kind of gossip and the person's like no it's not gossip it's just uh talking you know friends talking and helping themselves helping each other through something and I, I was starting to i thought you know I don't know. I went, the Bible says, if you have an issue, go to, go to that person. And then mm -hmm. if that doesn't work, bring an elder, or, you know, and, and like, you know, the, it's so simple. 
But when I hear of somebody having an issue with me, for example, but they never came to me, like they never told me, but I heard it from somebody else. I'm like, Hey, you know, who's like this one person. And this is not one person. This happens. This happens a lot, like in church circles, especially with everybody. But, you know, you hear something about yourself. Who said that? And they're like, well, I can't tell you. I'm like, well, (laughs) I'm the one person you should be able to tell. Yeah, exactly. I said, can you, you know, this is the scenario that happened. And I a hundred percent guarantee this person won't be listening to this, this conversation. So, you know, somebody had said something about me and it came back and I'm like, you know, I'm like, I have no way to like, now if I talk about, you know, if I, even if I knew who the person was that was saying something to me, now I'm, I'm doing gossip if I tried to defend myself and it's like the whole system breaks down. It's like division, 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 division. I think why Jesus was so adamant about it being a personal thing, you go straight to the person. It's so that this division stuff doesn't happen, you know, but we have, you know, myself included, I think I, I struggle with this is like, uh, as Christians, I'm not saying this is everybody else and not me. It, there is something about us that's like, I'd rather go tell somebody else, make them get on my side, make them feel better, you know, uh, make myself yeah. feel better by yeah. telling them my side and never go to the, the you know, the person that I'm offended with, which I don't get it. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know why we do that as humans, but it, yeah, is, man. it is like totally a snare not a snare drum, but like a trap from the enemy that I think he's trying to, he's trying to get us divided. And um, this last couple of years have just been uh, so much of that is crazy. People talking about our church and the, the leadership. And as we've talked about on previous conversations is like, you know, and it's all stupid stuff. It's like, we don't like how they handled the pandemic. And I'm like, oh, like, you know, yeah. and then there's people who are coming to my church now that left other churches. And I'm like, well, why did you leave your church? Well, they, you know, some people say they didn't take the pandemic seriously enough. And I'm like, oh, okay, I hope they like us. And there's other people that say they, they were too strict. And I'm like, I hope they like us. Cause I don't, I've heard both of those things from people inside my church. Yeah. And why, why they don't go to their leadership and discuss these things and just leave a church. It's like, what are we doing? You know? Yeah. Yeah, it's a big deal, and it's and it's kind of a like uh, kind of work backwards. The last thing that you just said there, um, that that's really interesting because you know why why do people why do people choose to just kind of get offended and leave? Whether you know we could call that an offense. I'm using that that term loosely as far as you know yeah. they disagreed. You know maybe someone disagreed with how something was handled. That might not necessarily be a wound in somebody's heart, but so I'm using that term mm-hmm. offense in, in a in a loose way. But you know, you take offense at something, and instead of going to the leadership and having a conversation about it, you just kind of you know cut ties and and go your own way. What is that like? What is that mechanism inside humans that makes us kind of take that easy way out and go away? Mm-hmm. Is it that? Maybe in some cases we're looking, we were already looking for an excuse. We were already looking for a reason to leave. And so, you know, or, or we were looking for a reason to, you know, for whatever it was. And then so that became the, the sort of scapegoat that we use to justify 
what something that we had already kind of been either considering or made up our minds about or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think that happens. Um, I, you know, I do think, and I'm positive that this is not the case, you know, in, in your church, I think that it becomes tricky in church settings where there's a little bit too much of an authoritarian kind of a control mm-hmm. structure in the leadership where people feel mm-hmm. like they can't go to their leadership team or they'll be judged or ostracized or something like that. But then there's also the other aspect of it where sometimes people don't know how to go to leadership. And so they go with this like judgment, judgment sort of a thing, or they go in more of an, an accusatory way than just trying to voice their opinions or their concerns or share their heart or something like that. And then so when leadership responds in a way that you know, doesn't go the way that they wanted it to go in their mind, then they're more mm-hmm. prone to getting offended, you know, because there's walls and things like that built up. So sure, this but relationship I mean, thing is so, you know, such a big deal. It is. It is a big deal. But as much as I agree with you um, that there's some really nasty leadership out there that does that, I, I don't think Jesus gave an exception for that. I don't think he's True. like, well, unless you think that they won't receive it. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's how, I mean, I know that's how I've operated on some things of going, you know, and I think that was, to, let's call it what it is. I think it was a sin um, for me to not go to that person. And I go to somebody else. I mean, it's crazy to me um, how it's, and you were saying looking for a reason, but that's what's happened in this whole, this whole uh, COVID situation is that. Mm-hmm. You know, if you were ready to leave, you found a good reason because you could easily find one. Um, sure. You know, sure. whether that's, you know, the church didn't handle it the way you, ugh, that's really what it comes down to. And it comes, it really comes down to this weird thing. If you're going to be a church in a church and you are going to be a part of membership, right? Then you're saying, I'm submitting to, you know, I trust them, is what you're saying. And why would, a, why would the response of a, a global pandemic and you know why would that be the one thing that says well i agree with them but not on this and therefore i'm out and i'm gonna go trash talk them all you know and they do it's not just yeah i'm not just speaking about my church i'm speaking about every Mm -hmm. single church in my in my area where people are every so i know what's happening here i know people are saying well they're this way and what's crazy is we had some people leave our church you know over this thing they jumped over to another church that doesn't even have the same beliefs that we do. Um, like they don't believe in spiritual gifts. They don't believe like that stuff that we subscribe to. And if I'm like, hold on, you left over masks to join a church that doesn't even mm. believe in the core beliefs that you have because wow. they're more like you or, you know, and they'll say, you know, I've heard it said, well, they're taking a stand against the government. And I'm like, dude, I'm all about taking a stand against the government, but not like when it's <laughs> like I, I do every time when I, you know, when I do something pro-life oriented, I'm taking a stand. I'm, you know, there's certain things, there's hills I want to die on. And then there's yeah, some things I yeah, don't, yeah. you know, and yeah. what's weird, I don't think I told you this, but, you know, they instituted another uh, state state mandate for masks in public places and um out of wow. I think there's six sixty something counties uh, in New York State. I th- I can't remember the amount. It's close to sixty, and there's over like 35, 35 of them, thirty eight of them I think that said we're not enforcing that mass that mandate. Those counties said we're not doing it. Uh, we're not enforcing wow. it. We're going to leave it up to people to make that decision. So 
even within our own government, there's this weird, you know, yeah. um, yeah. screwiness. And our county thankfully said, hey, we're gonna, they actually said in the press release, we are leaving it up to uh, up to these local businesses and public places and stuff, which we fall in under. We're leaving up to the, their discretion to do what's best for their community. And I'm like, so what? It, so are we are we now taking a stand? But but who am I taking a stand against? You know, it's that it's a weird mm-hmm. thing. But I just find it interesting. Go back to the point. Like people will leave, you know, things that I think are very vital to our our belief system. And they'll they'll throw that all away because of something that's a that's lesser, you know, and that makes yeah. you wonder when when will it go bad for them at the next church? You know, I hope it mm. doesn't. I hope they find community and growth. I hope that happens. That's my prayer for them. But it makes you wonder, you know, because I'm sure you've seen people throughout your history of doing ministry. They go from one church to another church to another church and they're looking for the perfect church, which doesn't exist. <laughs> Yeah, it was uh, that, if you found that old it, thing people it. used to say. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they used to they used to say, you know, if you ever find the perfect church, don't go in because you'll ruin it. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, yeah, I, yeah, we it it's so crazy because I I definitely think that there's truth to the way that we, you know, when we when we carry our discontentment or offenses with us from one place, you know, those things don't just magically dissolve. Like we take them with us to the new place that we're going to. And, you know, the grass only stays greener for so long, you know what I mean? And then you start Mm -hmm. to see some new things that start to rub you the wrong way and things that you don't agree with. And I think that there's definitely this, this attitude inside of a lot of people that, and I don't even know what the root of it is, I don't know if it's pride. I don't, I don't know what the what it is exactly. I haven't really thought about this, um, but that just kind of eventually draws those things out. You know, those things are eventually drawn out to to the surface and they express themselves. And yeah, again, I think that we're so often just as people, as humans looking for reasons to justify our own bad behavior. And we have this idea that we... I don't know, like we like like just kind of taking that in that issue in particular, the issue of the Bible is very clear on how you deal with offenses and things like that. You know how you go to your brother and then if you need to go to the elders of the church. And so it's, it's like this this progressive way to deal with things in a healthy manner. That's something that I that plays out so rarely so rarely in regular life where where people where that structure is actually followed um mm-hmm. you know i'll i'll even see where people will bring an issue that they're having with somebody else to leadership and so right. you know and they're coming they're saying you know like oh well so and so did this or so and so said this or so and so you know whatever mm-hmm. and probably in their mind they think that they're doing the right thing maybe i don't know but they come with like talking about what so and so did, and then I'll see, like the leadership will respond and be like, "Okay, well, let's bring so and so into this conversation." You know, basically, essentially yeah. giving the the accused a chance to defend themselves. So we're not just like you said, gossiping or talking about that person behind their back. But then, like, how often when you bring like it, from a leadership position when you bring that up, 
the person very often backs down. Well, no, no, no. Like, we don't need to do all that. I don't want to bring the person in. Like, I just wanted to tell you. And it just becomes Mm -hmm. this thing. Like, well, what was your real motivation then? Was it to help this person or was Mm -hmm. it to make yourself look better than this person? Like, what what Mm -hmm. was your motivation in, in doing that? And I sort of subscribe to the idea of, uh, you know, if you're not going to be part of the solution, you don't really mm-hmm. need to be a part of the conversation. I'm not saying there's never a time because, you know, there's, there's balance sure. there. There is a time. I mean, if somebody's doing something or something's going on in somebody's life and you think it could actually be detrimental to them and you have a heart, you know, where you you want to do something to help that person, maybe you're not in the position to do it. So going to someone who has some authority to speak into their life and, you know, letting them know, like there, there's, know. Some, uh, there's some I stuff guess. there, that man, seems... where maybe, but. I, I think you're right, but I also, I don't know, I have a hard time with that because like if somebody has an issue, like, oh, they see an area in their life, let's say, you know, and then it's, I don't know, I think it would be better. If you have a heart for that person, you should try to talk to that person. That's my, that's my personal view. If, if that's your heart, you should go right to that person. If that doesn't work, then bring yeah. in leadership. Yeah. But they skip the first step. For sure. And I think that's what causes the issues. And going back to the leaving the church thing, I'm not saying people shouldn't leave churches. Like there's times, you know, God calls you, but there's a difference between leaving and leaving well. And I believe that, that God has called us as Christians to love, honor. It says, love one another. They'll know, they'll know you're my, my people by how you love one another. And I just, I I question, Mm -hmm. I question what, you know, when this stuff is happening, and people are gossiping and and leaving churches and in in bad ways and all this stuff is happening. What is the world looking at? What do they see? I I don't think they see Jesus. I don't because in the world, mm. the world's ways of doing things is you never go to the person. You always go to over their head. You always go to somebody else, or you go tell somebody else, and you're trying to d- defame them and their character. Mm. That's it's called revenge, and I think that's the motivating factor, and I think that's what people are. Unfortunately, I think that's what we're all uh, in, but we have to fight that as a church. I think we have to fight that as Christians to say, Jesus gave a pretty good blueprint here of how to handle conflict. Uh, why do we think we're better than that? And he didn't give him any exceptions in there. It doesn't say, you <laughs> know, if you don't think the person. Unless, yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I, I know, I know you're trying not, I know, I understand what you're trying to do, um, which I think is, is, I think we're all trying to do. And I'm not blaming you and saying that you're like an idiot or anything, but I, you know, I just, <laughs> well, hold I on know, I, yeah. I've been struggling with this recently, you know, just thinking, you know, there's a couple of people I'm like, okay, I have an issue with somebody. Okay. Uh, do I, and I'm thinking if I told this person, the issue I have, it's going to go really bad. And I know that. Mm. So now the question is, okay, if a, do I just let go of the offense, which I think is probably the best idea in this solution or, you know, what I could do, which I think is a bad idea, go to everybody else and tell them I'm not doing that, you know, or number three, yeah, go to the person and just suffer the, what, what the consequences are of that. But then it makes you question, is my offense worth that? And if it's not worth that, then maybe I should just drop it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, man. What do you think of talking about a situation that might be dealing like with um, somebody's safety? 
um, where it could be a, a safety issue and essentially going behind that person's back to like tell somebody, you know, tell somebody else. Okay. I, well, I think the best thing, okay. My brother, he's, he's been sober now for like 11 years or something doing awesome mm. 11 or 12 years. He's doing fantastic. When he was a drug addict, um, I had that same thought process, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was, you know, he was going to hurt himself. Mm-hmm. And I knew what was going on. And I went to him directly and talked to him about it. And he denied it. And and he wasn't responsive at all. Mm-hmm. So what I did then, because it's his safety, it matters. Um, I went to my parents and I said, we got to talk to Justin, you know. And um, that didn't go well either. But hmm. I think it was the right way to do it. And for once in my life, I think I did it the right way. And but the cool thing is, after that, um, as time progressed, my parents were kind of in denial of it as well. Uh, I don't think they wanted to see it. But once they finally realized, uh, they had a conversation with him and he straight boom, it was in the church here. God like moved in that area and Justin got fr- set free, he went to Teen Challenge, then he went to Elam. You know, he's been. He's got an awesome job. Now he's married He's a deacon in his church. Like he's like a yeah. totally changed person. But when That's I awesome. look back on it and you're talking about safety, I'm like, I don't know. It seemed, I don't know if it always is guaranteed to work, Sure. but it's the, it's the way that I feel like we're supposed to do it. So I don't know. I, it's a good question. Um, is, is that the same thing as dealing with like, so that, that was essentially a family issue is it the same for, you know, for dealing with something that's like a church family issue or something? What do you, do you mean? Can you give, same, you think give the a, same rules apply? Give me a fictitious example. Well, so you just mentioned that thing, you know, it was a, it was a, well, let's get away from the, cause I, we don't necessarily have to even deal with a safety issue, but let's just say there was an issue and you had concern, you know, like this, you had concern for your brother. You tried to talk to him. It didn't work. So you went to your parents. Um, sure. And, and, and is that this, is that, that's a, that's a cl- sort of a closed family sort of a situation. Um, the other thing would be in a church setting. Um, mm-hmm. if you, you know, let's just say a brother or sister in the church and you know that, that something's going on. And so you, ha- you talk to them about it and they're unresponsive, you know, same kind of thing. So then you go to the leadership and tell them it's something that you're, that you're concerned about. I feel like I those are not so. necessarily the same thing. Yeah. Or are they, what do you think? Uh, <laughs> I, I think that's the right way to do it though. Cause you go to them first. And if it's not good and, you know, there's an area, um, I think so. Right. Cause yeah, I, I think so. Mm-hmm. What, what, what yeah. do you think? I don't know. Uh, I, it I, seems like that's the right way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, that's how I want it done for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like a fictitious example, let's say I'm like torturing puppies or something. And somebody figure out, figures out what I'm doing. And, you know, if I would prefer them to go straight to me, you know, um, I don't know. I think about with kids, like in youth ministry, like there's, I mean, this happens a Mm. lot. I'll go to them and here's what I say. Listen, you know, I, I know what happened. I understand. Like, listen, I'm there for you. I love you. I'm care for you. Can, 
can I help you? And the second thing I say, and because their kids is a little different, I say, listen, um, either I tell your parents or you tell your parents, or we can go together. And that usually goes pretty well because they know that they have to know. And I think the same mm-hmm. thing kind of should be done. Um, you know, I don't know. Adults might be different. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that was know, my next question. Actually, I wanted to ask you, uh, I wanted to just kind of get your perspective on that with dealing with young people. Um, you mm-hmm. know, the because it, it, I, I do feel like the rules are a little bit different there. But yeah, but I like I like your explanation there, I like the way that you, you know, you, you can tell your parents or I can tell your parents or we can do it together. But one way or another, you know, I'm essentially I, I have an obligation here. <laughs> I said you that, know? but I'm realizing that I'm a liar because the other day what happened was this kid, <laughs> <I'm a liar. laughs> this kid was in was in a small we, we broke up into small groups and uh, I was I usually don't go to the small groups. I have my leaders run them. Because when I run a small group, my leaders don't. So I try to pull out. But on this occasion, I kind of wandered in there. And of course, I always do this. I hijack the conversation and it turns into something goofy, which I I don't know why I do that. But that's why I don't go. So we're in there. And somehow these kids were talking about, you know, how to dispose of a body. And they're all boys, so they're all just being goofy. That <laughs> they're not uh, anybody listening. They're not really going to do that. They're just the conversation yeah. turned into something weird. Sure. And um, I don't know well, how it got that, to that. That was but like the, the thing when our when our phones first started talking to us. Like when we first started to be able to talk to our phones, that was the question that like hmm. all of us were asking our oh, phones. That's was what like, happened. How do you? Hey Siri, how do you dispose that's of a body? That was. was like the first thing that we did, and then we were like, oh wait, maybe we shouldn't be putting that out there <laughs> yes but she tells you that's that's exactly that's yeah. exactly how that conversation got there now i think about it they were talking about syria have you ever asked syria blah 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 i don't know what, how it got to that point but that was what that's the question and anyway one of the kids said oh yeah like in breaking bad where he, put, he puts the body in in acid and i'm like wait you've seen breaking bad you know this is uh-huh. like a 15 year old kid his parents are big in our church and they're like, oh, you know, that, like, oh, I'm screwed. He just caught me. And I'm like, you're so dumb. Why would you tell me that? And um, so I, I, didn't, I didn't tell on him, but I just told his parents, like, hey, you might want to look at the, uh, the uh, history on your son's Netflix. <laughs> 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 so then they find it, and I did. Yeah. So yeah. nothing happened. I mean, he got, it was a teachable moment. These parents are cool like that, but. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm a little bit of a liar because I didn't do it that way. <laughs> a but, little bit of a liar. I mean, that was more, that's more, I mean, this maybe, I don't know how old he is. I think he's like 17. So he's getting to that age where it's like, mm-hmm. he's, you know, it's a good teachable moment. It's not, he won't get punished. It's more of a, you know, what are you putting in? What are you putting out kind of stuff? Um, yeah. No, I don't know, man. The whole, that whole conflict thing. You know, I was telling my wife the other day, it's so tough to know as like a leader when, when to when to confront something and when not mm-hmm. to and then you know people say it a million times it's it's how you say it but i thought you know sometimes it doesn't matter how you say it because the person won't you know will not respond well to it sure but is it wrong you know because i've seen it done both ways i've seen pastors who will jump on, like maybe like too aggressive and um they use the word rebuke and uh that kind of stuff and it, it, it i don't know i i have issue with that 
And then there's the other ones that just kind of let everything slide because they want to keep the peace. Um, and nothing, ha- you know, I've seen that extreme, uh, yeah. it, you know, play out other places. But, you know, I think it's somewhere in between. But I guess I guess it really comes down to what you talk a lot about is just like being, you know, not not driven by the flesh, but by the spirit. And, you know, Holy Spirit, what are you saying? Like, is this something I should address or is this something I should you know, I think that's probably the key. Yeah, to it. for sure. For and sure. When you yeah. Allow cause... him into that situation and to make a, it, when we allow the Holy spirit to come into a situation and direct us, I think it does help, but I think that's probably the answer. How I think about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think like what God is actually saying is, is always, you know, an important, an important question. <laughs> it's a really important question. Uh, but yeah, but at the same time, we do have that pattern that that scripture gives us that, uh, you know, if we're not sensing something directly from the Lord where God is saying, wait, like, you know, hold, don't don't do that. Don't confront that just yet or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then we do have that pattern of scripture that tells us how to deal with it. And, you know, I, I think about you know, Romans 12 too. don't be conformed to this, this world or to the, the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And it's, you were talking earlier about how the world's way of doing things is very much in opposition to how Jesus said that we're supposed to be doing things. And, you know, how so much of the world's way of doing things is like, you know, underhanded type stuff and moves and counter moves and stuff like that. And what God is so intent on for us is like for us to be in relationship together is us to to be in this relationship where we're honoring one another. And as you said, that we're known and recognizable by our love for one another and not for the things that divide us. You know, when the things that divide right. us become, you know, stronger or louder than mm-hmm. the things that that unite us, we have a major problem. I think we saw so much of that and we're still seeing mm-hmm. so much of that, but we've seen so much of that over the past couple of years that the that the points of division um, have unfortunately in a lot of ways spoken louder than the things that are supposed to be drawing us together like you kind of a a microcosm, microcosm, cosm. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that word the right way. Sort of, sort of a, yeah. A, a <laughs> thanks. A, a smaller <laughs> distilled down, ver- you know, example of that. With well, I'm going to go to this church that doesn't believe in the gifts of the spirit because they have mm-hmm. a different stance on masks that fits more, you know, in line with my political view or my ideology right. or you know whatever whatever it is. And it's like, okay, so you're willing to <laughs> surrender something that seems to be a peripheral issue for something that seems to be way more important in terms of Mm -hmm. what you believe, you know? Yeah. And yeah, it's weird, man. It's a weird, we're in a weird, I don't know, but you know, it's like anything else, you you know, it's like, and uh, when you make commitments to things, um, let's say a marriage and you see these people, who convince themselves uh, that they're a no longer in love with them or that they can't make it work and all that, you know, you have all that kind of stuff. I understand. um, I understand how they get to these points, but I just disagree with them. (laughs) Like, Mm. 
like, but they have convinced themselves. Like there is a, there's like a, there's a, a thing happening inside their brains where they're looking, you know, once they've decided, once that door is opened up, mm-hmm. um, of, of a division, uh, I, I, they convince themselves that that's the right thing to do. Um, in some cases it is though, like a, a husband who's abusing his wife physically or sure. cheating on his wife, like, sure, sure. like that's a, like that obviously is a, a good, uh, uh, that's a, that's biblical. I mean, that's there. But when people are like, ah, I just fell out of love with my spouse. I'm like, no, you didn't, like, but they, but they can <laughs> convince you, Yeah, you know, they'll mm-hmm. try to convince you because they've convinced themselves. And I think the same thing happens within churches. It's like, um, you know, are there reasons to leave a church? Absolutely. There's reasons to leave a church, but it's funny how we convince ourselves that we're, you know what I'm saying? Like we convince ourselves, well, my reason is the right reason. But, um, I also find it, it's interesting. Like I always want to say to people, um, if you want to, if you want to get a divorce with your spouse or get a, leave a church or, uh, even quit a job or something, find somebody who you trust, who disagrees with you. Mm-hmm. and ask them like somebody that you know man i can't go to them because they're gonna no do that and then pray about it because they're gonna give you a different side of the coin than what you're used to and at least then you can sift through some things mm-hmm. uh, but a lot of times people just go to the people they know who are going to agree with them they get the confirmation bias and then they leave i'm like hmm, yep. i don't know it's a big deal it's yeah. a big deal hey yep. question for you did you get covid yeah. Uh, no, I've not you still haven't COVID. got COVID. Nobody in my wow. family has gotten COVID, man. How is that possible? Like, have you seen the meme and my... or the, 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 the gif, the gif? The, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the Mario, the, the Mario, Mario thing? it's so good. <laughs> of how people Dude, are that whole, that whole thing it. though. Cause I'm pretty sure a lot of people have seen that. Um, but if you haven't seen it, it's it like that thing, that's the most anxiety caught like stirring (laughs) thing that i've ever seen in my life i was like there's not if i played this if i did this 18 million times i would there's no way i would ever find myself beating that level like there's not a chance what was that was that like a hacked version or something was that like a hacked version i don't know because it's not the real game no definitely not but like yeah that must have just been something that somebody it was probably like a Japan they did like uh and maybe in the the lost levels or something like that that was on the original Nintendo where you know that like different challenges or whatever that could have been in and it was the hardest one of all time. But no, you're right. Uh Cause, cause some, so some of it. the newer ones like on the on the uh like on the Switch yeah. um, which I don't have a Switch, but some of the some of the new the the newer Mario ver- versions mm-hmm. are like really hard with those what do you call those things the fire the fire, fire. The, the fire the things that spin and you got to jump over them or go under them or whatever but some of those are like incredibly hard uh but but yeah that thing that that meme was was priceless but yeah well um, i didn't pass the level my friend i got covid <laughs> <laughs> i got it uh two and a half weeks ago oh did you really yeah that recently oh, i just got it um yeah, vaccinated, all that, still got it. Uh, Omicron, I mean, they're, it's finally, I think this thing's yeah, coming to an end yeah. here. But yeah, uh, yeah, it wasn't bad. For me, it wasn't bad. Um, my brother had it, hung out on New Year's. So what is that, 24 days ago? We hung out on New Year's Day. And my father, my, my father got it for my brother. 
Uh, my brother didn't know he had it until the following mm-hmm. day. So on January 2nd, he found out he was positive. Uh, my dad got it like the next day. Um, I thought I was good because up until Wednesday, Wednesday night, uh, I started like getting like a little sniffle. And my wife's like, mm-hmm. do you have a sniffle? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, you know, your brother and your dad have COVID. I'm like, yep. She's like, go up to the guest room, get up there. I ain't getting it. I ain't getting it again. <laughs> So I went up to the guest room and totally binged on every single show I could watch and and every movie. And I watched so many war movies. I just like finally put in a rom-com because I was like, I just need a break. Um, <laughs> I was losing my mind. Yeah, it was awful. My wife's bringing yeah. up food and putting it on outside the door. So we just did that because we. my wife really doesn't want to take more time off of work and she only gets so many sick days. So um so we did that, try to get it, even though she'll probably get it again too. So whatever. But uh, I say all that because it wasn't so bad for me. It was maybe two days of like a, like a bad cold. I never had a fever. So it was like a bad cold and you just felt achy and tired. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, I had a cough that was like a weird, weirdest cough I've ever had. It was like air, like almost like a wheeze, like, <laughs> You know, when you cough, but <laughs> I could breathe, so it wasn't yeah, affecting yeah, yeah. my breathing. It's like so when you go swimming weird... for when you swim for like a yeah. really long time, and you have that kind of like those shallow. You have that yeah. weird. It was it feels yeah, like it was emptiness weird. in your chest. Yeah, and I was just blowing my nose. It was mostly up here. You know, it was mostly yeah. up here. Yeah. <laughs> we just lost Josh Whippy, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, we'll give him a moment to hop back on here. Oh, there he is. That was really quick. Well, what happened? I don't know. So, yeah, I had like five days of isolation, and then they tell you to put a, ma- a mask on. Yeah, I had that there. It got better. Uh, my dad, though, uh, he didn't do well at all. Um, oh, really? And I don't know. So before anybody throws hate, I don't know. He wasn't vaccinated. I think that may- he has a lot of health thing. Not crazy, but he's got, you know, he he's, over, he's like in his late 60s, mm-hmm. so he would be the 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 people that you know they're i think that we should probably be trying to ask them to get it not make them but um he he kind of you know he he had a hard time went to the hospital monoclonal antibodies you know all all that or mono mono what is it monoclonal antibodies was it was it was it easy to get those or was it difficult it was it wasn't bad for him yeah, because he's okay. in that age group. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's in that age group. I know other people say they have more of a difficult time, but I think they give it to him too late. Uh, they say really, it's like in the first like, I don't know how many uh, times of when your symptoms began. I think it's in the first ten days. He may have been in there, but I still think it was a little late. So that didn't work, and he was still struggling. And now that was what? Okay, so he's been struggling this whole month with COVID. Uh, he got better like a week and a half ago and last week he was in the hospital for his, his gallbladder. So it's like, mm. man, and now he's really struggling because they can't do surgeries because of COVID and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, pray for my well, dad. His name's Mike. Yeah. Mike Whippy, but um, Mike Whippy, pray absolutely. for him. Just stuff like that. You know, it's like mm-hmm. you got that, you know, your dad's in and out of the hospital trying to get help, but can't, you know, Got everybody ticked off at church, and then you got the bills losing. So, <laughs> a lot of stuff piling up, man. It's all it's uh, all piling up, my friend. It's all that's, right, though. That's got no fun, man. W- was it yeah. um 
was it Omicron? Do you know for, for sure what it was or did I don't I don't know. I, don't know. I never got tested with the health department. I just did a home test. Um, but uh, I don't know. I don't think they ever tell you. I think that that they you know, if you like my dad got tested with the county or whatever, I think they take that information and then they can find out what it was. I would doubt that I would have had Omicron and he didn't. But it was so mild for me, which makes me really think it was. And it's the leading mm -hmm. strain in the United States. So um, in some ways, I think it's a blessing um, that might make some people angry. But it's go whether you're vaccinated or not, it's going to it's going to immunize you <laughs> like you're going to get right. Everybody's going to get it like right. you eventually will get it and, I, and you won't have problems. You probably wouldn't even think you had it. Like That's the honest to God truth. You would work with this you're not sick you would like maybe for me it was a little worse but everybody like all my friends in my church just got it recently vaccinated unvaccinated all the people under 40 like we're all like eh, eh, i would have worked through that you know yeah <laughs> if right I, if it wasn't yeah. a thing i wouldn't have known so yeah i think it's kind of a blessing in disguise you know obviously i know people are passing away still but um it's such a low number in comparison that if we can get everybody um you know, if everybody gets it, then I think this thing's over. I mean, the UK, Boris Johnson, you know who I'm talking about, Boris Johnson? He is uh, like, he's the prime minister guy. I'll describe oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's, I'll oh, you said UK. Is that, that UK. Said? Yeah, 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 I know you're talking about. <laughs> he, I describe him as this. He is like a Chinese knockoff version of Donald Trump. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When you see shots like, fired, Josh Whippy. <laughs> you see when you see like a Power Ranger, and then uh -huh. there's a Chinese knockoff version, and it's like I see what they're doing, but it ain't a Power yeah. Ranger. That's what Boris Johnson is. There's all crazy. <laughs> you know, he looks like he looks like he's big and goony like him, but he just looks like he just like literally came off like a ten day binge, and you're like, Whoa. anyway, Boris yeah. Johnson just uh, I don't know if you caught this last week. He said we're done. No more lockdowns, yeah. no more masks, mm -hmm. no more anything. Everybody's going to, you know, we'll have to treat this like a, like the flu. And, um, which is funny because that's what get, would get you canceled in a lot of places for saying, sure. um, and now you we're seeing it all over. It's just amazing yeah. what a change this last year has been. It's amazing. Mm. Like things have really changed. <laughs> It's our world is so different. Somebody said somebody said yesterday, um, like if you had gone into a coma at like the tail end of 2019 and then just woke up today, <laughs> you'd be like, what? What just happened? Like you, you wouldn't believe you wouldn't believe mm -hmm. it. You wouldn't believe where we are right Boy. now and like how vastly different um, the world is from then. just in two years. Mm -hmm. It's so crazy. Yeah. I'm glad you're okay though, bud. Glad you yeah, made it through. I'm, I made it through. And, I think it it made its way through the church too. Um, oh yeah. So that's good. I mean, we got about three hundred and three fifty on a normal Sunday, and the last few three 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 weeks, four weeks here, it's been a lot lower. And I think I, and I noticed people gone, and then they come back. You know, like a week later, I'm like, hmm, okay. So yeah, yeah, it's making its way through but we're also in a cold environment too we're not like you guys true down south um so i think it's spreading quicker up here um because we're all stuck inside but uh yeah we we had uh it was like 
in the twenties yesterday. I didn't, uh, I didn't think that that was going to happen at all this year. Cause is it's, that dangerous it's so for rare. you guys? Is that like dangerous? Like, cause you don't have like ways to keep pipes from freezing and things like that. Right. Yeah, it, it can be, it can be. Um, I didn't even know that it was happening. Normally if we know, you know, that there's going to be a hard freeze overnight, they'll, you know, they'll tell us to, you know, what, what do you do? Like drip, drip the pipes. I think they call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, but I didn't even know I wasn't paying attention. So we didn't do anything like that this time. And, and we didn't have any problems, but, but no yeah, snow. they usually, uh, no, no frost, <laughs> frost on the ground but no snow no if we get snow like any level of snow at all just like everything just immediately shuts down it's they so just funny. shut down yeah i yeah, to try. i think it's full well because you guys don't have yeah. salt and plows there's and... no it's so rare it happens like every five to seven years mm-hmm. <laughs> i think that we actually get snow so when it does happen they're just it's just yeah we'll just won't do anything for the next two or three days um <laughs> make sure you get yeah, your bread and milk right exactly dude like i remember one time we had a we had some snow and it's snow it's like this icy kind of fake snow stuff that falls from the sky it's literally like the stuff that they like the fake snow that they make on ski like mm-hmm. on ski slopes mm-hmm. but yeah so we had it one time and literally i mean it's one day it was one day of that where i think we got a couple of inches like i remember we were i was barely able to my my young my oldest son was i think three at the time and we were just barely able to make a really crappy looking snowman so it was like barely (laughs) (laughs) like pulling snow from like a you know like a quarter mile radius uh, but anyway, yeah. we, we we were able to build a snowman, but everything was shut down for three days wow. for three days. And I went out and I drove because I just went to get a pizza or something on like day two. And there was nothing. There was some snow like pushed up against the side of the road that hadn't melted yet. But the roads mm-hmm. were clear. They're a little bit wet, but they were yeah. clear. And then for like another that day and then the next day after that there was still no school there's the, it was like an abundance <laughs> of precaution it's just so funny because it's a totally different world yeah yeah well i mean it was weird when that snowstorm came up the coast uh or that storm came up the coast i think it was a trap tropical storm and emerged that's a that's not what the snow is that we normally get Mm-hmm. Uh, that was weird. The consistency was kind of like what you're describing. It was real fluffy, super easy to snow blow. Um, for people who don't know, we have these machines that blow snow. Um, <laughs> some southern yeah, you can't buy those down here. No. Uh, so no it was market. really easy. It's easy. It was easy to shovel all that kind of stuff. Um, that was like a. That I think we got over a foot at my house. Buffalo got like 18 inches. They got up there. Um, but yeah, that was like a widespread snow. So that was weird. Uh, we don't get those very often. What we mm-hmm. normally get is coming off Lake Erie. Yeah. The lake effect. The snow. lake effect. Yeah. yeah. And that snow is wet and heavy and just, yeah. just, and it yeah. just, if you're in a snow band, cause they come in these, like when you're looking at the Doppler radar and you're in that band and it's coming, you're like, Oh, here comes a foot. Like it's just, and it could, the crazy thing is right where I'm at right now, we could get a foot and I could drive, you know, 
few miles north and they might not get anything like mm. that's that's sometimes they're as narrow as like 50 miles 40 miles so yeah it's so weird to so you'll see certain schools close and other ones won't because they didn't it didn't affect their district at all so when it comes like that though they can't keep up that's with crazy the, they can't keep up with the snow it's too much like they don't have a, the ability to get rid of it those are those are cool snow days but now they're doing like um we haven't had one yet we haven't had one snow day because that big snowstorm would have been for sure that came yeah. through that nor'eastern that would have been but it fell on martin luther king jr day so oh that's so frustrating my kids were mad like, we would have <laughs> had off today i'm like you do have off today you're like yeah but yeah why couldn't it just be yeah. a day later would they do snow days or would they just put everybody online because they're so used to doing online education now? That's what people said, but they won't because nobody. I guess it's too they, short notice, right? It is because when we did it before, everybody had like they gave every kid a, a computer of some kind. So every single kid in the district got a computer of some kind. Yeah, so. Here too. Yeah. So without that, I mean, there's the, so many kids would be at a disadvantage of not being able to do it. So no, I don't think we'll, I know that was like what people said was mm -hmm. going to happen, but I don't, I don't think we're there yet. I could see that happening maybe in, maybe in 10 years or five, 10 years where they know everybody has one in a device and mm -hmm. they're using it in their classroom anyway, or something like that. But yeah. No, thankfully, I. But again, we haven't got a snowstorm, and I, I like snowstorms. I like it. I like. I love it. I, I miss it so I much. I get to the point in March where I hate it, and I just want to like just take a blowtorch and go crazy. But you know, like just burn it all. I'm just super mad. But no, I, I, I like it. I like it for the most part. Well, good snowstorms coming and I could see we're going to get over a foot. It's fun. Dude, it's fun just to just to have those things that happen every once in a while that kind of just interrupt the flow yeah. of regular life where you've got to yeah. stay home. You've got it's even like here what we get are like the threat of hurricanes <laughs> and hurricanes are way it's different because they're way more destructive and people you know i, I get it. it snow snow too a lot of snow can be destructive too because car accidents and stuff like that but but not not yeah. so much property damage like home damage and mm -hmm. things like that right so you know and then there's always yeah. the potential for tornadoes and and loss of life and things like that that yeah but that let's with be a, honest a hurricane. That... so i don't like to be insensitive but Right. But there's always this thing in my mind that's always like, maybe, you know, like like when there's a threat of a hurricane, like mm -hmm. I don't want it to be terrible, but no. you know, there's something there's about something it. that's somewhat exciting about it. Not gonna yeah. lie, that first week of when we all did the shutdown, that first week was kind of cool. Like yeah, maybe the first oh, three yeah, or yeah. four days. Yeah, that's a good example. Mm -hmm. Where you were home with your family and you know, we were playing board games and yeah, just doing stuff we would never do. Um like it never could do and it was fun that for a while like it was cool for a little bit i think everybody to the you know because we didn't know what was happening and sure uh, i liked it i'm not gonna lie i liked it and then they but then a couple weeks of that where i wasn't in the office and i'm like this sucks yeah dude. and then we bought a bigger house because we couldn't i didn't want to ever do that again and i didn't know <laughs> what was gonna happen <laughs> hey let's buy a house in the pandemic and double our mortgage <laughs> what do you think babe yeah 
That sounds like God. Yeah, okay. <laughs> sounds like a plan. Taxes yeah, my, are crazy too. So oh, my, my kids are actually day. home all last week. Um wow, for were, why? Because of like rise in COVID cases. They were they did oh, home geez. they did school from home just for last in week, Alabama? just for a week. Really? Yeah. Yeah, man. We um, didn't even have that, and it's like rampant here. Yeah, supposedly, I think I think where we are, our county is, you know, got the highest number of cases in the state right now. And they say that about ours just, too. But it was like, yeah, just, it was nuts, weird. dude. It was Thursday night. Uh, Thursday night, a text message, a text or email. I think it was a text message. Anyway, a message went out on Thursday night, um, and it was late yeah. too. I think it was like nine o'clock. And it was like, there won't be school next week. So tomorrow, so it was like, teachers, tomorrow, you're going to have to instruct the students on blah, blah, blah. And then so, and then it was like, Monday was Martin Luther King. So that was, that day was off anyway. And then, so it was just four days off. And then, yeah, we weren't sure what was going on. I think we didn't know. They sent a message last night. It was last night or the night before that they were going back to school normal on Monday. But it was just very short notice for parents, very short notice for teachers, to get all the lesson stuff ready. And I guess there's this thing where teachers are supposed to be ready for that to happen just in case, but people were thinking this is kind of like fizzling out more yeah. so than, you know what I mean? So I don't think anybody was actually prepared for that, but That's funny. Yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy, but yeah, they were home all last week, but uh, yeah, it's just nuts. You said, you said five to 10 years from now, uh, that that might be a thing where they could just make that switch. By the ten years from now, they might be going to school in the metaverse. Josh Whippy, oh, we don't know. Boy. We don't know where we're gonna be. <laughs> I keep bringing That's that up. Because what it's a ridiculous. dumb name! Oh, it's just stupid. The it's best. a dumb name too. And I don't think he. I don't know. I think people are leery of like companies becoming larger. I think. I think people don't like the power that comes along with that. And it's almost like he doesn't see what the perception is for people. It's like Zuckerberg doesn't get it. Like there's a perception where people are like, I don't think a company should be able to, you know, have that much power, but then he just keeps getting more. So maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Ask Bill Gates. I, I, yeah. I don't know, man. I, I think we're so far down the rabbit hole that it's hard to come back. But at the same mm -hmm. time, I think that people more and more, you know, people are becoming aware of how their data is being used against them and mm -hmm. how, you know, things are manipulated. And it's mm -hmm. so blatant at this point that it's hard not to see it. Mm -hmm. uh, but I still like, I, I found out some really, really terrifying stuff about, um, you know, just just these giant companies, in particular mm -hmm. Google, and how they use mm -hmm. our data, and how you know how much they keep our data, and what they do with it. And mm -hmm. but I literally just did a Google search like five minutes ago because you said Doppler. You brought up Dop mm -hmm. the Doppler radar, and I was yeah. thinking to myself, I'm like, that's a Dop the Doppler. That's something that has really stood the test of time. So I just looked it up real quick because I wanted to see like what Doppler means. Because I always yeah. hear it like Doppler radar, but I guess it's named after the Doppler effect. So that's why it hasn't oh. changed or whatever. But I was like, that's a, that's something that's been around since I was a kid. The Doppler, yeah. like the Doppler radar. And like, that's really made its way through. So anyway, but yeah, it, it's just how so built it, into our lives. How long was it around for? When was that discovered? I remember, like, our, 
could look that up. When was the Doppler effect discovered? Or when was Doppler radar first introduced? Yeah, sure. Okay, first introduced. I'll, that would be. I'll do that. When was Doppler radar like Joe invented? Rogan. Whoa. This is what Joe Rogan does. Let me guess. Let me guess. I'm going to guess. Yeah. Pull, that, pull that up, Jamie. Yeah. yeah <laughs> As the, the initial design and development of Doppler radars, which provide accurate ground velocity measurement for dead reckoning navigation of aircraft, began. So the Hold initial on, design began. Nine, 1945. So right at the end of World War II. That wow. must... There, I'm assuming there's a correlation. Um, in 1992, Doppler radars are still what? Oh, so this is—is is this just a really old article? In 1992, Doppler radars are still used worldwide on helicopters <laughs> for navigation. So, who discovered Doppler radar? Christian Doppler, oh, Austrian physicist. Doppler. Christian Doppler oh, makes sense. And so, seems, but what a legacy, man! He discovered it, but he died in 1853. So oh. I guess the phenomenon known as the Doppler effect. Let's see. It's the frequency of light and sound waves. And uh, okay. Yeah. Frequency of light and sound waves affected by the relative motion of the source and the detect. I don't know what that means. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so this goes back a long time. Yeah. So that makes sense that the name Doppler radar has Can, not. How cool is it too that his how cool is it too that like it's named after this guy that was not even alive a hundred years ago? You know what I mean? Like that's pretty cool. Like so that crazy. guy, his legacy continues, but nobody even knows. Like I didn't know that it was named after him until he just said it. That's weird. Yeah. That's yeah. just weird. It's, it's like crazy. we're gonna name it after him, but then nobody knows why. I just know it's called the Doppler, and I have it on my phone, and it shows me where these snow bands are coming from. You know, it's funny. Like I'm yeah. looking right now. Oh, there is a. Oh, my wife just texted me. My neighbor plowed my driveway. I'm so happy. Oh, I think that's I told awesome. You about that, my neighbor used to be married to my my aunt like 30 years ago, or probably mm -hmm. older, maybe 35 years ago, and when I moved in across the street uh to my new house i've noticed he's been plowing my driveway which has been just amazing and that's the, awesome. the best part about that is like i don't know if it's because he's always done it and he's just he is an awesome neighbor or if it's because technically he's kind of my uncle <laughs> but i'm gonna go with it so <laughs> either way don't yeah. question it just don't question it just roll with it um well all right man well thanks so much for uh so it's always it's always awesome talking to you and uh, yeah, appreciate you coming back on the show today. Glad you're doing better, man. And by the way, the beard is looking awesome. I saw I saw something from you like, from like a few weeks ago. It was like huge. Yeah, I was a little I was slightly disappointed when you came I, on today. I know. And it wasn't so I was even and it wasn't larger because I think that was from back in December. So I wasn't sure if it was going to yeah, be like going full on winter beard. But. Well, so my wife doesn't like when it when it gets this way, you know, and I went to yeah. the barber a few times, but it was starting. I'm like, oh, in between the barber, like I'm in between right now cuts and I'm like, I'm like, I'll just trim it like just, you know, kind of get that that fade going. So I was working on it and the guard fell off and it just went like, oh, like, oh. oh no. <laughs>
what? And I walked <laughs> over to my deep. wife and I looked at her and she was like, yay. Yay. She knew I had to shave it. She likes it. I think this is probably as long as she likes it. But I mean, I had, I was like, it looks dope though, for real. I was here, like, I, I was wearing a tie and you couldn't see the tie. Yeah. <laughs> because of how big it was. Like the knot. Yeah, so I was measuring because I used my finger. I would go to here, like right here, and that's how long it was. So that's that's like, yeah, it was pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah, it's keep yours cool going you there, buddy. That. Got some yeah, gray coming in. It would take me okay. like years, I think, to get it anywhere like to the size where you had it. It would take you a have very gray long coming time. in. I see. I have lots of gray, dude. You can't even see. Well, yeah, you can see it for sure. I can see a little um, bit, like on uh, on the side. But um, in real life, you can really see it. <laughs> in real life, but this is real life talk. In real life, it, oh, duh. you got me. You got me. It is you real. Got it. You got it. <laughs> well, everybody, pray for uh, pray for Mike Whippy. Pray for pray for yeah. Josh Whippy's dad to uh, fully recover. And yeah. And the foreverweekend.com. If anybody foreverweekend.com coming up. The dates are March what? 14? Uh it's April, April 14th. April, that, I meant April 16. Well, that's like well, the week my year... child is gonna be born. Oh wow. So, well, that's the that's the schedule anyway. We'll see if she right sticks before, to the schedule. Right before Easter. Right before Easter. Easters. <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> Easters. That's what Easter's. That's what um Jack Jack Black in that in that Nacho Libre. The one guy's like, oh, I haven't yeah. pooped. I haven't pooped since Easter's. <laughs> that was such an obscure reference. I know. Uh, you said, I don't know Easter. That's you so were good. Yeah, earlier Easter. in the conversation. Nobody's listening now, so it doesn't matter. Earlier yeah, in the conversation, you, you kept rambling. saying, you kept saying pattern. And I just watched the Office episode where um, there's a deposition for for uh, for Jan and for Michael's Jan. there to help her. And he keeps saying uh, she's like she's trying to coach him to what to say so he doesn't mm -hmm. screw it up. And he goes, my my friend Pat took a turn. <laughs> this Ray, this Ray. So, and I kept thinking every time you kept saying pattern, uh, you're quoting quoting the Bible. I kept thinking my friend Pat <laughs> took a turn. <laughs> you're like duke so i'm gonna be honest with you i have no idea what you just said because as soon as you said pattern <laughs> i just went full-on office mode i heard no i was listening it's just there's like it used that stuff used to just come out and i would totally totally like get distracted and distract everybody else now i keep it in there but kept thinking about um it. i used to be me and my uh me and my friend dan uh we grew up together we used to be like that with the simpsons we mm. grew up like the simpsons was like our life basically and every mm -hmm. conversation every single conversation always came back <laughs> to some random quote from the simpsons and no one else ever knew what we were talking about and it oh, drove people awesome. crazy but we would just crack each other up and no one else would know <laughs> we got to the point where if we said something funny like if we brought up some random line from the simpsons in a conversation with other people and it was funny we would just kind of look at each other kind of like this sort of like, you know, we would give each other a look, but we wouldn't say anything like so we would just make yeah. it look like we were being witty. We were being funny, uh, but we knew that it was actually just a line from The Simpsons, but everyone else. Just yeah, you we ripped off. <laughs> yeah, I think my there's two of my favorite lines and they're both from Ralph uh, Wiggum. 
One is he's playing with Bart and he goes, Bart, your toys are all nice. Mine are all sticky. And I, that part <laughs> makes me laugh so hard. And then when he also says the one where he goes, um, hi, Super Nintendo Charles. <laughs> I love it. It's so good. I like instead of Super Nintendo. Uh, Super, Skinner, Super I got car sick in your office. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oh, all of his quotes, like everything he says to me is so funny. Yeah. Cool. (laughs) All right, bud. Well, uh, take care. Good talking to you. Thanks, (laughs) everybody.